Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Crypto Sense Podcast. This is your boy Carlton CO2 Owens. We are back. It is hump day. We got to get down to the nitty gritty. So look, yesterday I was supposed to drop this show, but I was moving around so much and I just wanted to make sure to really build this thing up the right way in terms of what we're going to be talking about today. So I felt most comfortable doing it at the studio, not in the car, not in the mobile studio, but the real studio. So before we get into um, all of the the ins and outs of the show, first have to give it up to our sponsors. CoinSeed is the app that allows you to invest in cryptocurrency all while using your pocket change. Now you can be able to use your debit or credit card, do your spending like you normally would be doing. And you'll have the opportunity to build up your cryptocurrency portfolio. It's just that easy, y'all. If you want to get involved with cryptocurrency investing, does it take a rocket scientist to do it? You can do it all through linking your debit and credit card to CoinSeed. So go to the show notes, grab the grab the link, and you'll be on your way. Encrypted Apparel is the flyest apparel cryptocurrency clothing line in the business go over to the website wearencrypted.com check out all their new merch w-e-a-r encrypted.com when you go there you click the cart and you'll get 10 percent off on your next purchase when you put in crypto sense all one word 10 percent off when you enter that in as a coupon code okay now last but not least we gotta also give it up to you guys, that's right, you, the people who are listening to The Voice, the ones that did, the ones that's been supporting the show nonstop. So now you have the ability to invest in us. I'm talking about investing in cryptocurrency. You can invest in us now as well. Support us with 50 cent, dollar, dollar 50. Just go over to the support button on the Anchor app. Or click the last link in the show notes to be able to help keep the plate spinning and the rent paid over here at the show. All right. So, look, I'm going to just um, talk a little bit about and do proper introductions. All right. To what we're going to be talking about. But um, it's, it's essentially an interview. I had a chance to interview a really intelligent guy by the name of Sohan. And uh, he's the CEO of a new platform called Meter. Now, if you listen to the name Meter, the first thing you're thinking about is maybe electric meter, water meter. Well, if you guys have been listening to the show the past couple of days, I've been talking about this idea of having stable coins. And what are stable coins? Well, stable coins essentially are coins that are pegged to things that's more let's say more um, stable, but it kind of all depends on how you define that. How, how do you define what is stable? So Meter is actually a platform that really looks at this whole idea of stability as it pertains to cryptocurrency. Yeah, Bitcoin goes up and down in value. All these currencies go up and down in value. But being able to have coins that are pegged to something that doesn't necessarily go up in value as much or as quickly is key. So 
open up your ears on this show because man the, the jewels that Sohan drops is just incredible. He really has you thinking or rethinking what value is all to begin with. What do we value? Why is it valuable? Right? And so this whole idea of electricity and how it plays in the cryptocurrency and the physical and digital world that cryptocurrency kind of sits right in the middle of um, just helps redefine our or reevaluate what is valuable. And so when you listen to the interview, just just sit back and, and just digest it. You may have to play it a couple of times because it's really that deep. It's the, the concepts that he talks about pertaining to stable coins and the things that they're doing is just absolutely very innovative, groundbreaking in a lot of ways. So hold tight, don't move a muscle. I'm going to go ahead and drop the interview that I did with the CEO, Sohan, of Meter. All right? So hold on. Don't move a muscle. Sohan. Yes. Hey, man. This is Carlton. What's going on? Hey, Carlton. It's uh, great uh, to uh, talk with you over the phone. Oh, and uh, great to uh, to invite uh, me over the uh, your podcast. Oh, man, thank you so much for taking the time out because I know you guys are so busy and you're really just making history over there with what you're doing. Um, just, you know, My audience is so excited to hear more and more about what you guys are doing. And uh, I'm not going to even talk much. I just want to just dive right in and just just be able to talk more with you, man. So, I mean, wow. Um, I mean, where did I start? Let, let, you know, let's, let's really break down what is meter and, like, like, why did you create this platform, and you know what? What were you thinking when you uh, when you looked at doing this? Sure. Uh, so, Meter is a cryptocurrency um, mm-hmm. that is uh, fast and censorship resistant, and most mm-hmm. important, uh, it's stable in value. So, if you think about it, it's uh, actually completes uh, um, what uh, a sound money should be for. Um, that doesn't work well in the existing cryptocurrency space. So uh, sound money should have like store of value, medium mm-hmm. exchange, and uh, unit of account. So right now people are already accepting the store of value aspect of cryptocurrencies, but uh, still, I mean, we have problems on the unit of account and uh, medium exchange. And meter mm-hmm. is created to address uh, this problem. Wow, wow. You know, because... Um... One of the issues that I always get when whenever someone know, uh, talks to me and they say, wow, okay, you have this podcast and you're talking about cryptocurrency and the very first question that comes out is like, what is this thing? How how do you evaluate it? What's the value? How do you measure value? So I'm, I'm constantly getting questions around, you know, what is the value and how do you make sure that it's, it stays in place? And... Mm-hmm. I do my best to try to explain it to them, but what what it sounds like to me that meter is really really tackling is it's just making it even more clear and setting some more foundational guidelines around what is value and how to value it because like you said you know you got these prices going up and down and then you know Bitcoin was at one um, price at one time now it's down to the next. 
and you really can't use that as a currency to make make purchases when you know today you're you're working off a of six thousand a coin and tomorrow it's at eight thousand a coin. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah, you know? yeah, definitely. So basically, if you look at currency, I mean, fundamentally, currency what currency solves is the mismatch between the demand and timing between value creation and value consumption. So make it simple, basically, like when I work for my company, I create a value for my company, but mm -hmm. my company doesn't create food or like uh, like provide housing. So I still have to go somewhere else to like find a restaurant to eat and uh, find a place to, uh, to rent my uh, apartment. So obviously there's a mismatch uh, between the uh, the timing and uh, the demand of my uh, the value I created and the value I would like to consume. So basically, currency provide a distributed uh, record of how much value you created, and mm. then you can use it to uh, with someone else to basically consume this value. So, and if you think deeper, it's uh, sound money should be having a consistent. Uh, a value it should be just a, like a unit of measurement for value yes yes actually uh, uh, from the famous uh, uh nobel laurence uh, john nash he's also the inventor of game theory he actually have mm -hmm. a pretty uh, famous comment that uh, scientifically speaking money should be just a measurement unit of measurement just like a, a degree of temperature or like mm -hmm. a, a length of meter right so but right why it's so difficult to maintain and uh, like create such a unit of value. The problem is the incentive for cheating is so high that uh, no one can resist that temptation. So if you think about it, like uh, if when people I start to using fiat currencies, like mm -hmm. as soon as the creation of the currency, the privilege of creating the currency is controlled, by a small group of people, without any exceptions in the history, they will end up overprinting. Mm -hmm. So that happens uh, all the time. And uh, but like when we have the uh, the blockchain, what blockchain solves is actually the trust issue. So suppose I mean like uh, when Satoshi created Bitcoin, one of the reason was uh, he was sort of uh, disappointed with the uh, like modern uh, currency system. So that's why one of the reasons, uh, I mean, like uh, in the Genesis block of the uh, Bitcoin, it clearly said, uh, like it was like January, I forgot the uh, exact date. Uh, it's uh, Chancellor is on the discussion of the second uh, banking payoff. So, but like, uh, if you use uh, like, uh, think about the public ledger, what it right. uh, records on the ledger should be uh, the value transfers among people. So we can record uh, like how much value Alice uh, transferred to Bob. So exactly. when you write a number on the ledger, there has to be a unit. So that's becoming a problem because uh, if you use uh, like a Bitcoin as a unit, Bitcoin as a unit is just like you mentioned, it's uh, like a ruler made of rubber bands. It changes uh, based on supply and demand because the total number of Bitcoin is always fixed. So mm -hmm. we cannot really use it as a unit of measurement. So that makes uh, 
the numbers on the ledger all become meaningless. So what yeah, the meter is trying to do is uh, instead of uh, having a variable uh, uh, ruler, we want to have uh, like a steel ruler. The length of the ruler is always the same, meaning the value it represents is always the same. Uh, but the quantity of the ruler may change uh, de depends on the supply and demand of the market. So that's the overall concept uh, of meter. And uh, basically, if you think about it, I mean, currency, what currency does is uh, it need to create a trust of uh, consensus of value in a completely trustless environment. Because mm -hmm. I mean, think about like uh, just internet, no one knows anyone, but we need to reach an agreement on exactly what is the value of something. That's inherently very challenging. So the easiest way to create that trust is actually cost. If you can prove uh, without any doubt that uh, you actually consume certain amount of cost, it actually become an achievable unit of value for measurement. So that exactly is uh, what meter does. Basically, in the meter system, each meter represents 10 kilowatt hour of electricity uh, burned by the miner during the proof of work process. Mm -hmm. So that becomes like uh, an achievable bar for like uh, measuring value. And yeah, if you it, think it, about it, and, yeah, yeah and it, it almost sounds as if because it's 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 a set amount, it just adds so much stability. You know that. 10, 10 kilowatt is 10 kilowatt. And so like you said, you, you you turn that that rubber ruler into steel ruler and like you said, based on supply and demand, then maybe just change the quality of the ruler. Wow, that's that's yeah. a wonderful way to And uh, actually that. if you think about uh, like uh, competitive electricity price uh in the last uh, 60 years um since 1960 we actually have data in our white paper. So basically, if you measure by US dollar, uh, the price of a competitive uh, electricity uh, went up uh, almost uh, 6.3 times. And if you adjust uh, for inflation, it actually essentially stayed the same. So the 6.3 X is actually all because of overprinting of the US dollar, the inflation itself. Uh, but the, the real purchasing power of the uh, electricity is actually really stable during these uh, long horizon. So when we use a uh, 10 kilowatt hour of electricity as a reference, I mean, we actually can pack to a long-term really stable value in the physical world. And if you think about like uh, we have two worlds, the crypto world and the uh, physical world and computation and electricity is actually the only fundamental link between the two worlds. And this mm. is a link that you cannot cheat because we have wow. the uh, the algorithm in the consensus to to guarantee that. So let me make sure I, I, I got that because that was what what you just said there. You I mean literally you were dropping some major, major jewels just in that statement alone is that you have the uh, a crypto world and you have a physical world and uh basically what is shared between those two worlds is this idea of electricity. 
being involved in some form or fashion. And that's kind of what bridges those two worlds together are the, the, are the one thing that both worlds depend on to a certain degree. And because of that, there's this, there's this um, baseline value, if you will, of what that is. Yeah, exactly. So wow. we actually make an analogy of uh, the Eastern and Western world in the ancient times. So there's a Silk Road, like uh, basically connecting the two worlds, right? So now we have the physical world and we have the crypto world. Basically, the physical world exports uh, computation and the electricity to the crypto world. And the mm -hmm. crypto world exports uh, cryptocurrencies or like financial products to the physical world. And there's mm -hmm. a trade uh, between the two economies or the two worlds. Mm. Wow, wow, that's incredible. That's incredible. So um, let me ask you a question because I did a show not too long ago and um, I was talking about how I think cryptocurrency uh, is almost like um, the new digital bartering in that it's this, it's this situation where you have all these different coins that represent different solutions, different problems that are being solved. And so it's almost as if if you can be able to have these large groups or these large communities that just as you said is like a consensus that agree on this thing having value and then also um um you know showing value for it as they're you know exchanging the units and so do you think that that meter is going to be something that's going to help with that like that cross bartering that may take place because now if you have something that that is like a baseline valuation and then it helps it, it makes it easier for maybe like this cross um transfer of coins or just just you know have more clarity on value with all different types of coins yeah, um, definitely. So actually, when we create the this meter, like mm -hmm. one of the uh, reason was uh, we want to help uh, the decentralized application developers. So for example, last year there are many like uh, DApp developers uh, launching their tokens, uh, um, like trying to bootstrap uh, their their applications. But uh, one of the things they keep on encountering is. Uh, when you say we want to decentralize uh, the real world, like Uber, Airbnb, or whatever, sharing economy, um, I mean, you, as soon as you start dealing with the physical world, you need to like uh, measure the value. Because uh, mm -hmm. if you can complete the entire circle within the crypto world, it may be okay, like the crypto kitty. So everything is virtual. So maybe that's okay. But uh, when you start dealing with physical world, and the cost of the physical world, you need to like uh, set up uh, a price. And also because uh, cryptocurrencies are global and uh, everything is cross-border. Cross so yes. like if you measure, for example, uh, in US dollar um, in the US, when you go to like Japan and Europe, I mean, they are not using US dollar over there and you still need to do a conversion. So there's a lot of uh, cross-border like a trace uh, issues that can be addressed uh, 
with the uh, cryptocurrency, especially a stable cryptocurrency uh, as well. Because right. right. if you think about like uh, before, like the 2017, when the ICO become a hot uh, application, um, most of the uh, application for cryptocurrency like Bitcoin was uh, for actually uh, cross-border payment. Yes, yes, I do remember that. Yes, and and also if you think about it during that time as well, it was a little bit more stability, at least for longer periods of time, for transactions to take place and then for the the um, you know the cryptocurrency, uh, let's just say Bitcoin to be um, then converted back to fiat in, in some type of way based on the different jurisdictions and what have you. But now with you know things moving at such lightning speed with the amount of people moving in and out of these currencies, you know, me is, sounds sounds like is the is is a godsend when it comes to just helping with um with, you know, these baseline values and having it connected to something that makes sense, which is which is electricity, which is in and of itself something so valuable, especially in in the modern world, almost as valuable as water. I yeah, mean, one exactly. could argue, you know. Yeah, because it's such an important factor of uh, cost of living. So it actually represents the cost of living. The electricity price represents the cost of living very well. Mm. Wow, that's that's amazing. So, um, so I. I think we talked a little bit about the major problem that the token is solving. Um, and there's, when it comes to meter and um, from other stable coins, um, what really, so basically what differentiates it is the fact that it's kind of connected to electricity, if, if, if I'm correct. Uh, is there more? Um, yeah. So basically, if you look at uh, all the existing crypto, I mean, like uh, stable coins out mm -hmm. there, I mean, right recently it's become a really hot topic. Almost yeah. every exchange or like major exchanges trying to issue their own uh, U.S. dollar packed uh, uh, stable coin. So mm -hmm. basically, um, we believe, I mean, in order. So just now I mentioned there's two worlds and there's trading between the two worlds, right? Uh, right. That actually. <coughs> follows uh, the rule of uh, international finance. So international, <coughs> excuse me, um, in the uh, international finance, there's a uh, famous uh, thing called the impossible trinity, which means uh, fixed exchange rate, uh, independent monetary policy, and free flow of capital cannot coexist at the same time. So which means if you have want to have a fixed exchange rate to US dollar, there's only two ways to do it. One is uh, you use the Chinese way. Basically, you do not allow free flow of capital, or you use the uh, the Hong Kong way. You have 100% reserve in U.S. dollar, and then you can issue uh, a U.S. dollar packed currency. But uh, the problem with that is uh, you need to have 100% of reserve held by one single entity of uh, in in U.S. dollar format. So basically, that means uh, that entity becomes a single point of failure or become a trust, a source of trust issue. Right. So basically, right now, if you look at all the U.S. dollar-packed uh, uh, 
cryptocurrency stable coins. They are all trying to compete on who's more compliant, who's uh, more like uh, having better attorneys, uh, things like yeah. that. But at the end of the day, it can only be a centralized solution. No matter how good they are, there's always something much better than them, which is US dollar itself. So if you're already yeah. taking the centralized approach, why not mm. just taking US dollar itself, right? So as the regulation gets more and more open, if this uh, cryptocurrency become an uh, important factor in people's lives, I mean, Federal Reserve will just put the US dollar directly on uh, blockchain. Mm. I mean, actually, some of the country already starting to issue uh, their treasury bond on the uh, on the blockchain. So that's almost the same as the, uh, the currency already. So yeah, if you think about that, that, I mean, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's interesting. So if I'm understanding you clearly with what you're saying, you're essentially saying is that the, the so-called stable coin is stabilized by, let's say in your earlier example, the U.S. dollar, but the mm -hmm. U.S. dollar still has and is still a centralized um platform let's call it a platform centralized governed um you know closed room uh setup where it's one single point of failure so it's 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 almost like it's totally it it goes totally against this idea of being able to be de decentralized so when you're looking at it, it looks like it's decentralized, but if it's backed by something centralized, it's essentially centralized. Yeah, exactly. Um, actually, the single point of failure I was mentioning earlier is mm -hmm. more referring to single Trading. point of failure of the entity which issued the, uh, the stable yes. point token. So right. let's say like Tether, USDT, the single mm -hmm. point of failure is the Tether company itself. So if Tether become a target, from a government for uh, uh, whatever okay. reason, then yeah. they become a single point of failure, right? I got you, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. That makes Because right now, basically, uh, all of the stable coins, uh, those like so-called compliant stable coins, they are using one of the uh, um, the banking rules uh, as for like treating the sta uh, stable coins as the traveler's checks. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's really something that's defined a uh, long time ago, and it doesn't really apply to uh, the cryptocurrency we are observing today. So right now, there's, uh, I mean, it's hard to argue like uh, legally whether it is, you can fit that down through or not, but uh, once it gets bigger, it be may become a target for the uh, for the government. Because uh, even before Bitcoin, there's a couple of, uh, other projects like uh, the uh, the E-Check, uh, I mean, there's a few projects um, mm -hmm. that was shut down by the U.S. government. Yeah, it's this, and and that's been a bit of a worry, um, you know, as people are thinking that it's going to become you know, more and more regulated, um, just the industry, and also just different things that are happening to kind of shield away from the regulation uh pulling pulling uh, going into new jurisdictions so that's that's been something that's always been hanging over you know this cryptocurrency markets 
And so when you think about it, um, for meter, your ultimate goal and hopes is to just be able to just uh, unlock all the possibilities when it comes to having more stability. You're just going about it in a very unique way that really um, connects back to this idea of being decentralized and not being governed by just one central source. Yeah, exactly. So basically, I mean, we are trying to create a, a sound decentralized money that's not controlled by anyone. Mm. And, and we give the right of creating currency back to the people. Mm. Wow, wow. I love the sound of that because that just, just goes back to what I was talking about earlier is that it's almost like we're completing a full circle. You know, we started out bartering for things. You know, you would have uh, oranges and I had apples and I wanted apples, you wanted oranges. And then we went to, you know, seashells and then seashells to gold, silver, now paper. And, and it's almost as if what what meter is going to do and is actually doing is putting the power back into the hands of people, community groups, audiences, to actually define value and how they want to govern its own money, almost like bartering all over again. Yeah, so but just now when we talk level. about uh, like a measurement, a measurement, I mean, any scientific measurement has to have a definition, right? Uh, but if you think about what exactly is the definition of US dollar, one US dollar, I mean, no one can answer that question. So yeah. essentially, I would say U.S. dollar is actually the biggest virtual currency in the world. Mm. So it used to be like a, we have a gold standard. Uh, we have two things packed to like gold, but now it just become a, like a and a and a, a unit used by Federal Reserve in the banking system. Wow! Wow! I mean, I mean, literally hearing you say that, it was almost as if you were in my head a few days ago because I was going through this exercise. I was like, all right, if the U.S. dollar is what we're using to back uh, to do these d different valuations and going back to what I was saying earlier, people would say, well, what is it back behind? Is, is it backed by U.S. dollar? And in my mind, I was trying to tell them, well, is what is the U.S. dollar backed by? And then one person says gold, and I said, no, that's not correct. It's not gold. So it's this idea of having a unit of measure, U.S. dollar, but the U.S. dollar is really not backed by anything that's measurable. So other than just <laughs> words, a faith that we put into it, that we just all as a consensus say, okay, we're going to use this system. But now it's time for a new system. Yeah, so at least I mean like uh, because right now, um, if you think about uh, how fiat currency are created, fiat currencies are created because of countries, right? Countries exist because of geographical boundaries, mountains and oceans dividing people up. But now we're living in an era that a lot of our conscious time is in front of computers and uh, smart mm -hmm. devices. Essentially, we live in a virtual world. So in a virtual world, there is no longer physical limitations people can naturally regroup into new communities 
Um, so new social economic structure, new uh, value system need to be created in this decentralized uh, society. So we believe meter can be at least the first uh, experiment on creating an achievable unit of value in such a decentralized uh, society. Wow, wow, that's incredible, that's incredible. All right, so look, let's get down to the nuts and bolts, the nitty-gritty, as I like to say, as to how meter actually works and just talk 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 to us about the technology all the sure you know the fine details of, of what goes behind it makes it faster secure scalable all that good stuff yeah sure so if uh, you look at the uh, cryptocurrencies uh, today um, there's actually two consensus in the system um, one consensus we call it the value transfer consensus. So basically, uh, Alice transfer some values to Bob. Mm -hmm. <coughs> so this is a consensus uh, Satoshi in his original white paper was talking about. So the main focus of uh, this consensus is to uh, prevent double spending. Um, however, there's another consensus uh, which is implicit and cannot be directly observed. <coughs> Sorry, um, that is uh, how much new value has been created and added into the system. Mm. You have to issue new currencies or like new tokens to represent these values. So in a proof of work system, basically this consensus is performed by the proof of work miners, basically by burning electricities and uh, competing for the uh, next available coins, they are basically building a consensus on uh, how much uh, these coins are worth. Are worth. Um, mm -hmm. If you look at the proof of stake system, uh, which is another popular group of uh, of uh, consensus, basically they only care about the first consensus, the value transfer consensus, and they just completely give up on uh, doing the uh, how much new value has been created consensus. Mm. So in our system, um, so we try to combine the benefits <coughs> of both uh, proof of work and proof of stake. So basically, um, in our system, new currencies are created through proof of work. Um, basically, that's uh, we call it permissionless because anyone can join uh, the mining process to create the currency, um, and also um, it creates an unsheetable value. Uh, but uh, the transaction record uh, uh, kept by proof of stake. Mm. So if you okay. think about it, uh, essentially, um, in the human history, um, the miners for gold and silver were never the same group of people for bankers and accountants who keep records. So existing cryptocurrencies, they actually combine the two functions uh, and perform them with the same group of people. Essentially, the miners uh, who keep in the record also creates a new currencies. Mm. So that creates a, a necessary conflict of interest. That's why, like uh, in the Bitcoin world, you see miners uh, have such so much confrontation with the uh, the developers and the stakeholders because uh, it's all econ economic driven, and because the incentive was designed like that, it created the uh, the conflict between the two groups of people. So that's 
why in our system, in the meter system, we separate the uh, the currency creation and record keeping. And because of doing that, we can uh, have um, better leverage on proof of stake for like better efficiency, uh, instant finality, but also we can leverage on proof of work on creating the uncheatable value and also mm-hmm. have uh, absolute uh, true randomness in the system to encourage decentralization. And also there's uh, like a notion of time because uh, like proof of work essentially in a decentralized environment, in a distributed environment, it functions as a distributed clock that cannot be cheated. So proof of stake doesn't have that uh, distributed clock. So like, let's say uh, Carlton, you have a certain uh, proof of stake coins uh, from the beginning, uh, have a very big percentage. Over the time, maybe you sell it off uh, on the market and you don't care about the uh, your wallet anymore. If some mm-hmm. hacker gets your private key, he can actually go back in time and create a new proof of stake chain. There's no way for people to uh, differentiate which one is the real chain, which one is the chain created by the hacker. So that's one of the biggest complaints people have about the security for a proof of stake system. Mm. So proof of work can actually uh, solve that issue. Basically in our system, when we combine the two, uh, we create a uncheatable timestamp in the system as well. Basically it means you cannot uh, go back in time anymore. So that's on the high level, how we combine the benefits of both proof of work and proof of stake. And also we can uh, solve the problem when we combine them, the benefits together. For example, a lot of people are complaining about uh, like uh, proof of work is wasting energy. Um, that's because uh, in the Bitcoin or Ethereum, the amount of energy uh, the miners consume is directly correlated to the price of Bitcoin and Ethereum or finally the market cap of Bitcoin and Ethereum. But uh, in our system, only the newly created currency has to go through the proof of work process, which means uh, um, the amount of energy spent by the miners correlates with the increment of market cap rather than market cap itself. So it's actually much more efficient than the traditional proof of work. So we actually did a calculation in order to support an economy like the size of the U.S. economy and the similar growth rate, uh, the amount of mining costs um, needed uh, annually is very similar to the annual budget of U.S. Mint and U.S. Engrave and Print. So it can be as efficient as uh, fiat currencies. Wow, wow, this is this is good stuff. This is, man, this is so exciting. Listen to you break that down and just give so much color to what is happening it's just phenomenal i mean it's 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 very very exciting very 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 exciting um wow so so when when do you guys um expect to you know to launch um we will have a test net uh in november time frame uh-huh. um basically it will be like the initial version um yeah and we'll have the uh, the hybrid uh, proof of work and proof of stake consensus in there, and also have mm-hmm. a wallet people can play around with it a little bit. Um, the final mainnet we're targeting to launch uh, um, early uh, 2019. Okay. Okay. Great. Yeah. Great. Great. 
Man, that is fantastic. Well, you know, look, we definitely got to get you back on the show. Um, for all the listeners out there that want to get more information, learn more about what you're doing, uh, where where can they go to be able to get more info from you? Yeah, so they can uh, go to our website, which is uh, meter.io, M-E-T-E-R.io. And from there, they can join our Telegram group, uh, Twitter, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, yeah, and can interact with our team, yeah. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. Now, we definitely got to get you back on the show. I want to do an update show uh, as we get closer to November and, you know, just looking and just hear more in terms of some updates and things that you all are working on and doing. So we got to get you back on the show. Would that sure. be cool with you? Yeah, definitely. Oh, fantastic, we'll be glad, man. Uh, to, uh, fantastic. To, uh, to do that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, um, I know a lot of times as well, we have a lot of platforms that are um, going to be at different events or different, um, I don't want to call them road shows, but almost like fairs and expos. Mm -hmm. Will you be at any of those soon? Or are you planning on you know, maybe being in attendance at some of these places? I, I, I know they have like crypto I think it's like CryptoCon that's coming up in like November and, you know, some other, you know, um, yeah, yeah. types of things. So so we will uh, attend a, a conference called the WADS, mm -hmm. uh, World Digital Asset uh, Forum. So okay. uh, it will be great. in November. And mm -hmm. uh, we will, next uh, January, we're also going to a conference called uh, Blockchain Connect. Uh, both are yeah. in San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah, I heard about the blockchain connect as well. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. Well definitely, man, when whenever I'm out that way, I gotta link up with you as well. So I'll make sure to um you know, to uh, stay plugged in with you. We're definitely gonna get yeah, you back on the love show. To meet you in person. Oh man, it'll be so much fun. I look forward to it. So look, um, thank you so much for taking the time out because I know you guys are busy, you're doing so much. I mean, literally changing the world. I mean, seriously with what you're doing and uh, I'm we excited. We need everyone's support. <laughs> yes, yes, and I'm excited and I'm going to mm -hmm. definitely uh you know just continue to to you know uh use my bullhorn and and shout out, you know, your name and the things that you guys are doing. So, uh but let's do this again, man. So thank you so much and I look forward to talking to you again. Yeah, thank you, Carlton. Yeah. All right. Really All, right All right. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Woo, wow. I mean, that was a fantastic interview. Um, I mean, just got you questioning, right? It got you thinking like, okay, are dollars really valuable? Yeah, they're valuable because we give them value, of course. But are they truly valuable? It's something that we really should be holding up in value. But what is the thing that is globally deemed valuable you know that it, that we really at this stage in time can't go without and it's electricity y'all so it makes sense it makes all the sense why electricity should be the the common denominator here it should be the greatest equalizer to value especially when he talked about the idea that you got a digital world and you got a physical world and both worlds depend very much so so much on electricity and so um and also the idea he talked about how 
the digital the digital world you know we're spending more and more time on things more on the digital end electricity is so key to to all of this and the fact that you know because we spend so much time in our digital worlds that we're really living in, living in at least digitally we're living in these borderless countries where the only borders that we really have digitally are the borders that we create based on you know tribe uh, tribe as it defines as you know likes dislikes what we're into and so you essentially have all these all these tribes that um that we now are versus countries so it was just a really really eye-opening show eye-opening interview i just want to definitely shout out the crew over at meter you all keep doing your thing i mean keep blowing our minds with this this level of innovation and creativity when it comes to stable coins and um we're definitely going to get uh sohan back on the show to give us some updates all right so until then you know of course stay tuned with what we're doing on facebook instagram and twitter as well as youtube replays and uh anywhere else that we've been published make sure you hit that subscribe button review us we we love constructive feedback and if you also have any ideas on show ideas or things that you want me to discuss hit me up at info at cryptosense.com um stay tuned for some more shows uh more interviews rather that's going to be coming up i have two i think like two more interviews that we're going to be releasing pretty soon um i want to spend the rest of this week though uh, talking about Digibyte. I've been holding off way too long. I've been telling you guys this currency is the truth. And so we're going to spend some time. I'm probably going to do a part one, part two. But we're going to spend some time on this currency, y'all. So um, make sure you stay tuned for tomorrow's show for that. But once again, shout out to Meter. If you haven't, um, if you didn't get the information as to where to go, to hear more about what they're doing, go to the show notes. Go to the show notes and check out their platform. Check out the things that they're actually putting together. It's an amazing, amazing, amazing project. So, um, look, until next time, I got to go. But until next time, holla back. <laughs>